Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hey, what's your favorite version of Venus? I was listening to the Bananarama version. Mm-hmm. Came on in the car, but I think I like the original Shocking Blue version better. I think I'd have to hear them back to back to be able to give an educated response to this question, but my gut is telling me Bananarama. Because wow. I think that's what I'm hearing in my head when, mm-hmm. as you said, Venus, I wanted to be like, <laughs> you're, you're seeing like the Venus Razor commercial. Yep, that's a, I think that's what I'm hearing. Uh, so I think that's what I'm going to go with. Yep. Did you do a back to back comparison? No. Mm. We should we should do that later. Um, I'm digging your Jamie Lee Curtis T-shirt that you're wearing. Thank you. Currently, visual medium here. People cannot see it. <laughs> um, it just says Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm a it big does. fan. Um, it's your month. It's October. You got to get all those. Halloween references, get everybody, get everybody in. Yesterday you were wearing cute barrettes that were knives. Yep. Um, it was really adorable. Just keeping it. it subtle. Keeping it very as, subtle. But it'll grow as we near Halloween. Again, though, we do this thing at work where if you go on vacation, you have to do a photo collage of your, <laughs> like, photos. And the literally before it even started, it's all your Salem photos. And you could hear everyone be like, must be Natalie. Like, it's like your internal brand is... So strong. But it also, there was something that said, I farted in Salem, also very on brand. <laughs> totally. Um, but it was it's very amusing where we work because you could hear people be like, the Hocus Pocus house. <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, yeah, we're all a bunch of nerds. Nerds. TV and movie nerds. So what, what are you fangirling other than me? Hmm, other than you. Well, I <laughs> always. I finished Big Mouth season three. I really Very fun. slow rolled it because I was like really enjoying I it. I watched it within 24 hours. Once you got started. Yes. Yeah. I just um, it, it took me, I think, like five days. Um, and I watched it all on my phone. Never done Whoa. that. Felt like a youth. Um, but it just was like, I don't know, felt fine. Uh, but loved it. And I couldn't tell if they've. They ramped up sort of like the situations in the language, like just because it's season three or because there's some sort of like they're at the end of seventh grade and like you're kind of fully into puberty now yeah. and you're now like extra horny and like extra aggressive. So I didn't know if that was like on purpose or not, but I liked it. Um, also, we were just talking about the latest episode of This Is Us and Randall, Randall's just great. I don't know. (laughs) Like, just really. But we were talking about Felicia Rashad and how we don't know what she actually looks like because they did an excellent job of making her look younger and older, and we don't know where she actually is. Yeah. I feel like she looks more like the younger. That's kind of what I thought. Because of the hair? I don't know. Uh, She looks great either way. Either way, but this, I, I went back to look up who wrote this episode of This Is Us because our good friends who have always been comedy writers, this is their first year on This mm-hmm. Is Us. And I was like, is this Casey and Davids? Because this is was very it? funny. No, it wasn't. But I was just like, man, this is, uh, it was great. Um, I also saw The Joker. Mm-hmm. Am I fangirling over it? No. Am I fangirling over the experience? Yes. We went for work. <laughs> we went to we went to this place called the I Pick. There's only several is that in where the country. You get to like lay down, basically. Yeah, and they come and they order, take your order, and they like whisper to you, and they're like, "What would you like? A, what would you like to drink?" And I'm like, oh, "I'll have a Diet Coke and sweet potato fries." And then and you're ASMR. like watching, yes, ASMR. And then you're watching the Joker while eating sweet potato fries. I mean, it's a dream. That sounds great, but I don't like whispering. Why can't you just come well, before they, the movie starts? They do, but then, like, they'll check to see if you want something else. Okay. 
Um, and you're, I was fully laying down in this recliner. I had a blanket, and it, it's a delight. It's a delightful movie experience, particularly I, if you get to go for free. I find that difficult. Why? Like, what if I get sleepy? Oh, yeah. There's a I've real risk for that. i for this movie. There's a real risk for that. Yeah. That's why you can only go. It can't be your everyday movie experience. It has to be, like, special occasion movie events. Yeah. Like, that's how we saw Jurassic World. Mm, that's um, fun. Also saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Like, I'm a big Harry Potter dork, so I was very excited about that. Um, but, yeah, it has to be, like, big viewing. But the iPick, real, real on board with that as a brand. What are you fangirling over? I'm fangirling over a uh, moment I had walking to Pilates on Monday. Already pumped about so this. So mm-hmm. I'm walking down the street, and I hear this voice. And I'm like, I feel like I know this woman's voice. And she's on the phone, and she's saying bizarre things. Great. Like, she said something like, all I'm going to say is that he did something very bad. And I'm like, oh, my God. What what did he do? Who is she on the phone with? Like, a lawyer? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I look over her. I'm like, "Uh," like, kind of familiar. But she's sitting in front of this place called Right Brain. And so I'm like, I'm going to look it up because she probably works there. Yeah. Yeah. And... It turns out she's, like, the founder of it, Meredith Scott Lynn, and she is in Night at the Roxbury. She, and specifically, she is the, her credit is Credit Vixen because um, Chris Kattan's character is always calling her. Oh, uh-huh. And so they only talk on the phone, and that's why I knew her voice so well. <laughs> and I was very excited about it. So how long did I it take you? I sent text messages to three people. How long did it take you to get there? Like, how long did it take you to realize? Two minutes or less. Just by going to the right brain. Yeah. Anywhere. As soon as I saw, like, her face, I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. But now she, like, runs this children's book place yeah might be publishing might just be like workshops i'm not sure i've always been a little uncertain about like what goes Um, on in there but yeah it was very exciting for me i'm so happy for you like just think about she's running this company little does she know a movie she was randomly in yeah like 20 years ago deeply affected me yeah and that you now are telling the story yeah on a middling podcast and like (laughs) it made your week yes yeah that's what i really appreciate well, that's also kind of what I liked about the episode of This Is Us, because all of, like, Kevin is, like, the Manny fame just, like, persists, right? Mm-hmm. But he he does it so well, and it's just, like, it's so easy to make people's days. Like, this woman doesn't even know she made your day, but I'm yeah. sure if you had been, like, this is so random, but like, I, like... she wasn't having a weird conversation totally, on the phone. That, you know, it's, like, that was 20, 25 years ago. I'm sure she would have been, like, ecstatic. Yeah. Or, awesome. like, I get that all the time. Please yeah. leave. Or scared of you because you recognized her by her voice. Yeah. I will say I did. Have, I do have a very good friend who was on the radio in Minnesota, and we used to go places all the time. And, like, he, we would just be talking, like, having normal conversations. And people would just, like, come in out of nowhere and be like, hey, guardsy, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, God, you recognize them from your voice. Yeah. That's people do that with Disney princesses, too. Like, mm. I've read interviews with, um, oh, no, I'm blanking. Who's the voice of Ariel? Ooh, I don't Paige know. O'Hara's oh, Belle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Ariel right now. Anyways, she's like, she'll be somewhere and she just sees kids like kind of staring at her like yeah. they know, but mm-hmm. they don't quite know what's going on. Well, I, you see that with kids with like Tom Hanks because they don't know who Tom Hanks is, but they know Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, what? Um, yeah. Our, uh, one of, someone we work with was telling us that he had his girls watch um, he had his girls watch uh, Troop Beverly Hills and they were like, 
why do I know the dad? But he's Mr. Incredible. Craig T. Nelson is the oh. voice of Mr. Incredible. And so they were like, this is confusing. <laughs> like, like, didn't understand that he was also a real person <laughs> and, not, and not Mr. Incredible. Um, okay. After I went to the Joker, needed a little break mm-hmm. from the darkness. Thankfully, in our 2000s pilots, we chose at least one lighthearted one that I was arguably able, just one just one that I was able to transition into quickly so for the 2000s we chose Malcolm in the Middle Dexter mm-hmm. and Friday Night Lights finally, finally. just because people keep bothering <laughs> we us we knew about the it. pressure was mounting so we had to watch it should we do Malcolm in the Middle first yes no maybe All right, now this came out in 2000, which I was sort of surprised by. I don't know. Malcolm has been labeled a boy genius and is moved, much to his chagrin, into the Krellboying class, which is a class full of nerds and geniuses like himself. Okay, so this came out when I was in fifth, going into sixth grade. Okay. My, one of my best friends, Marianne, had developed a huge crush on Reese. Not the cute Masterson, Justin Burfield. <laughs> you see him for like... Four seconds. Well, not just the pilot. I know, but it's I mean, not pilot based crush. He's just like he. Sure, I guess. But it was very deep, as in she had a photo of him on her school folder. And when I slept over at her house, we had to stay up late to like two or three a.m. because Unhappily Ever After was on, like in syndication. Yeah, and he was on it, like as a even younger yes. child. Yes, <laughs> I get it. It's support. Sure, but it was a lot. Especially for, like, fifth grade me, who was not there yet. Yeah, you were just like, I don't know. This pilot... So how much of Malcolm in the Middle did you watch? I watched a good amount. I watched Especially early years. Yeah, I just remember the volume of the show being so loud, which it is. Like, they're constantly screaming. My initial thought was, is this kind of a 2000s Roseanne? Mm -hmm. In the sense of it's, like, very middle class, and I'm instantly related to it. (laughs) Which also then... Maybe is like the middle also. Yeah. Like that show's kind of loud too when you think about it. And they have like one very smart kid. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Roseanne has a very smart. I don't know. Um, I was like, does Roseanne have a very smart kid? I feel like Darlene's very smart but tries to not be. So this like a very good, you know, pilot all in all until you get to the very end. So – Malcolm has to have a forced play date with this boy, Stevie. Stevie is in a wheelchair. He speaks very slowly. Very slowly. He has sort of a a rasp, but they bond over comic books. And then Stevie is in the smart class that Malcolm gets put into. They get in a fight because Malcolm does not want to be – Malcolm just doesn't want to be different at all. Like, he already gets picked on for being weird. He just wants to fit in. He just wants to be normal. His family is not normal. All he wants is a little, like, calm in his life, Mm -hmm. and he's not getting it. Getting into this, like, you know, like, gifted and talented class, not helping. (laughs) But when the fight scene at the end, there's a school bully. Malcolm finally stands up to this guy, and the bully goes to punch Malcolm in the face and then barely hits Stevie on the chin, and Stevie throws himself out of his wheelchair. I was... I burst out laughing. I've seen it probably 50 times, like, mm-hmm. in clips. But when you see it in the full context of the show, I was like, this is great. 
and I, good for these people. I forgot all of this was in the pilot. Like, I <laughs> yeah. forgot he immediately goes to the school. I forgot the opening scene mm-hmm. is the mom shaving the dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. The mom, too. What, what's the actress? Jane Kaczmarek? Yes. Yeah. Kills it. Just, like, former just wife like, of um, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> we just yes, had a threat. Former. How sad. Um, but just nailing it. Like, I can hear you smoking. Over mm-hmm. the phone. Yes. Loved and that. she's like, she said something about, you're going to be friends with that crippled boy and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, though, she's talking to Malcolm and gives him that, like, sweet but still funny, like, inspirational moment. Yes. Just remember, any kid who makes fun of you is a creepy little loser who'll end up working in a car wash. Also, Nailed she's topless, topless yes. when the teacher comes and the teacher's like, can you please put on a shirt? She goes, they're just boobs. You see them in the mirror every day and I'm sure yours are nicer. Yeah. And I was like, great. It's very odd after having watched all of Breaking Bad to see Brian Cranston in this like kind of idiot. Goofy. Goofy. Like he's a very, very good actor, but he's just now so associated with Breaking Bad that it's like, oh, yeah, you were on Malcolm in the Middle for Quite some time yeah. before that was even a thing at all. But in general, I really liked it. It is a show that I need to, like, turn the volume down on. Yeah. Because I'm like, stop yelling. If I hadn't already seen a good chunk of the show, I think I would watch it. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's a great time capsule of, like, the end of the 90s. Absolutely. My first thought, I was like, do did we really say cripple in 2000? Because they say it twice in the show. And I was like, oh, well, we, another we show we did said hooker. And I was like, did we say that in 2000 or 2000s? I it, guess. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but hot tip, 20 years ago. <laughs> it was just like, oh, mm, okay. right. And the, the one thing that we really just needed to – we probably need to stop doing period is – Although I guess I can't say this because Fleabag does it, but that like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. There are parts in Malcolm in the Middle where it's like not enough of a pause where he's like looking at or talking to the camera where it almost gets a little confusing. You're like, wait, are you talking to me? Yeah. I don't. So that was a little strange. And then his little like prepubescent boy voice doing All the I voiceovers. All I thinking is like, oh, he had it. Mm-hmm. Like such a child star. Such I, you a see child it immediately. Star. Yes. Very yes. Like so precocious, so cute, those huge eyes and like that cute little voice. I totally like got it, understood yeah. it. Um, but yeah, the volume a little too ramped up on the show for me. But again, perfect pilot when you think about it in the context of the show. Like, this is the show. Mm-hmm. From minute one, you were like, oh, I, I get this. Yeah. So Whereas the other two we watched, I'm confused. I'm a little confused. Yeah. Let's do Dexter next. Okay. I had fun. I liked Dexter way more than I thought I was going okay. to. But Dexter in the pilot was giving me CSI Miami vibes. Yeah. There was a time where I was like, wait, is this Showtime or CBS? Is, yes. Is, is, I thought this was more like, you know, gritty. like cable, gritty, not yeah. like procedural. So I have some comments on the font of both this show okay. and Friday Night I like talking about fonts. It was literally just like like an aerial. It was literally like Showtime Presents Dexter yeah. in Aerial 20. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is it? Was this like pre-simple? They just didn't invest in the... In the beginning of the show, because it's it a pilot. Better. Maybe, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, it's a pilot. I don't know. 
I'm going to read the description I got okay. from IMDb. Okay. This is a very poor description. We're leaving out some key details. Dexter takes part in the investigation of a serial killer who drains his victims of blood. He, he also kills two criminals and his romantic relationship may be going to the next level. Mm-hmm. Very unclear he in that sentence. Yeah, Dexter. It's Dexter. Dexter also kills two criminals. <laughs> I was like, come on. Not explaining that he tries to kill bad people. Yeah, not explaining that he's a psychopath. <laughs> like, yeah. But a well... But his dad is involved? Well, his, there's a lot there. Yeah, so we learn that he was a foster kid. We learn... He might have a crush on his foster sister. Yeah, well, they did date in real life for a long time. Okay, they wow. might have been married. This is great. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, she's a perfect example, though, of someone who gets money and ends up looking, like, insanely good. I was like, those bangs are not doing you any good, Jennifer Carpenter. It was like not a good look for her. We learned that he's a foster. They were foster children. They were raised by a wonderful family. The dad was a police officer. The dad very early on understands that something is wrong with Dexter. Richard from Sex and the City. Richard from Sex and the City. Littlest Dexter, perfectly cast. Yes. I was like, what is this? Michael yeah. C. What's his name? Michael C. Michael C. Carpenter? Is Michael C. Hall hot? Uh, Question. Yes. But but only sometimes. 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 Well, I texted you and I said, I really appreciate how sweaty he is. So they're in Miami and he is sweaty. It's humid all the, all time. the time. Like he has a sweat trail down his back <laughs> all the time. Like just normal working. Authentic. Like killing people. Sweaty man. So I really appreciated that. My thing is this show came out in 2006. 2006. Okay. So I noticed he was wearing a Henley, and I was like, okay, did this come out around the same time as True Blood? Because they were always just putting hot guys in Henleys. And True Blood came out a year later or something, and I was like, wow, I'm good at this. This is my skill. <laughs> so specific. If only you could make millions of dollars on that very I like to look at a piece skill. of clothing in a movie and guess when it was made. I mean, I appreciate that about you. I also was surprised at how kind of tame it was. Like, yeah, is that it weird? wasn't gory. Like, no. There was definitely some cut up bodies. Oh, but yeah. But the whole point is like the serial killer so good. He's like drained all the blood. Yeah, so it like didn't precision. look that gross. I'm wondering now if we have just been desensitized and like a show like Dexter actually started sort of the gory. I mean, this is like. Pre-American Horror yeah. Story, pre, you know, whatever. So you're just like, did they start yeah. it? And now we're kind of like, oh, well, it's pretty tame. But maybe that was like super shocking in 2006. Yeah. I did find myself the entire time thinking, this just gives people ideas. And mm-hmm. it did in real life. Some guy was just like, I got, I killed someone and did this stuff I saw on Dexter. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but Dexter, is a, he's a forensics ex- expert. Did not know you could specialize in blood splattering. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Didn't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's very good at his job. Um, there's only one person in the entire police force that is creeped out by Dexter, which Dexter finds kind of amusing, kind of alarming. <laughs> um, but he is just flying under the radar, being like his own low-key serial killer. But he is... The Robin Hood of serial killers. Yes. He's only killing bad people um, and people that deserve it. And I feel that's what a lot of, like, vampire movies do Mm -hmm. these days. It's always, like, we kill the bad people. Right. Which, fine. Do it. Great. (laughs) I was – it was 53 minutes long. I was – when I started, I was like, ugh, this is – you know how I am with long, long procedurals. Um, 
liked it way more than I thought. And the pilot is almost like a little cliffhanger. Yeah. Because this other serial killer seemingly like knows about Dexter. Yeah, and there's a great Barbie moment. There's a great Barbie moment. And he kind of is like taunting him a little. And I'm interested. Would definitely had I had it not already been like ten o'clock, I would have watched the next episode. Yeah. I think I would keep watching. Was a little nervous that it's eight seasons. Twelve episodes, I think, each. Yes. But whew, that's a lot. Very nervous also when I was eight. I do remember kind of by the end people were like, All right, should we wrap this up? Like I think maybe it was a season too long. Yeah. Um, but that's only my anecdotal remembrance of the time. Of the time. But I liked it. And I was fully ready to not like it. So I don't know if it gets, like, bloodier and then I'm going to be like, Yeah, I was kind of ready at the beginning. I was like, oh, Marin's going to hate this one. Yeah. But then it wasn't so bad. So I couldn't tell. And I did watch a shit ton of CSI back in the day. So, like, I kind of. You're kind of into it. I'm kind of into that You just don't want to see it all. I think is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can can know about it. (laughs) Like, I also watched a lot of Forensic Files. Like, I like you're also into that the stories. Totally. You just don't want to see the visuals. I can see the after. I don't need to see the in-between. Yeah. I don't need to see people chopping people up. Okay. Friday Night Lights. I don't know. Also 2006. I don't know if I like it. Here's my quick take on it. Okay. It is a smash cut of the pilot is a smash cut of Remember the Titans and Varsity Blues. Wow. Like the storyline completely. It's like, like based on a book though. Sure. I mean... There is one, I wasn't absolutely not prepared for the way that it was shot. This is all I want to talk I was about. Like, why I was no one so me? thrown off by this documentary style, but it was like a t- you gave a teenager a camera and it was all over the place. Yes. Which I don't I know not if that focus. calms down. I'm sure it has to. Because it was jarring. It was like a lot, it was almost like found footage. Yes. Plus, it was like, Blair Witch with football. <laughs> it was Blair Witch with football. There were, and it was just very. Very confusing. I did spend a lot of time considering that the blonde trashy girl basically is a young version of Christina on Flipper Flop. Okay. <laughs> she if anyone watches Flipper Flop, tell me that's not the girl. Like they're the same person. It's not. But I was just like, wow, you look exactly like this reality star. Yeah. It was confusing. Yeah. Minka Kelly as like a tiny baby girl. Was also a little confusing to me. Everything was confusing to me. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who I know named her vibrator Tim Riggins. And (laughs) I was like, the whole time that was confusing to me too. Because I was like, yeah, I get it. He's cute. Like Taylor Kitsch. But I was just like not into him. Oh, I like, I get it. I get it. Especially if I keep watching, I know I'll really be into it. But but, So I'm sure there was too much football for you. But there are a couple things that I was like very much into. Obviously very much into Coach and Mrs. Coaches, as they call her, relationship. They Connie, just, they're buying a house? I don't know. I was very into Connie Britton. I was just like those like mid-2000s highlights on Connie Britton hair was just like Hearing great. her made me realize if I watch one full season of the show, I will start talking with an accent. She was wonderful. I will bring out that Texas yes. or southern accent. She was a delight. Young Kyle Chandler. Whoa. Total babe. I was like, Mr. Coach, you are attractive. Um, and I think they do a good job of really enforcing, like, how basically, like, football is a religion in parts of Texas. So I don't want to offend anyone for what I'm about to say, uh-huh. but this show had two of my least favorite things. 
okay. praying uh-huh. and football. Yeah. That was a big turnoff for me, and I think it will be very hard for me to watch this going forward if it doesn't tone it down. Well, but it's just, it's very true to like, it is. To life in but that. But that's something I would immediately walk away from in the world. So I also watch Last Chance You, which is a real show. Like, yes. it's a documentary show. Is it on? Netflix. So it's about like college students. It's about though, right? college, but in, and they have, you know, lost their eligibility in Division One. Usually, they've messed up in some way, like they did drugs or whatever, and they mm-hmm. have to go back to this school to kind of regain their eligibility. Okay. There were a lot of parallels, like to the point where I was like, "Oh, Friday Night Lights did it very well," because and the first season of um, of Last Chance You was in Mississippi, so it's like kind of the same, like where it's like Southern football is like so important and ingrained in these young men. And so it was just, I was trying to watch it one through like my perspective, obviously Eric played college mm-hmm. football. He grew up playing football. And he though, I actually, it came in, like burst into the room after and he was on the phone with his best friend. And I was like, I just watched the Friday Night Lights pilot and I'm a little like all over the place. And they then had a conversation, and they both have girls, and they were like, if you had boys, would you let them play football? They both played football oh, yes. for years. Very interested in this. They are both very conflicted. One, because of – you texted me, like – I mean, it's an incredibly violent game. I feel like – yeah, I said it's – a the football is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Everyone just gets a concussion over a dumb-shaped ball yes. is what I said. Yes, and, like, <laughs> it's super violent. It's super um, – Reckless in a lot of ways. If you want a violent sport, please use your fists on the hockey (laughs) rink. Fair. But I think both of them and all of the guys I know that Eric played football with, like, they feel so much of who they are is because they played this game, which is, like, very similar of a lot of sports. Yeah, like like, anything you grew up doing. Totally. Not isolated, just football. And and they met each other and they have this bond and they, like, you know, whatever. And so I, I get it. But they're both, like, very conflicted on whether or not they would let their son play and Eric wasn't allowed to play football until he was a freshman in high school his mom was very much like no you're not you're not gonna be peewee football like bonking your head around when you're like eight like what's that gonna get you and I don't know I I liked it I knew you probably weren't gonna like it I think I think the first episode has to be super football heavy because it's like it is that's what the whole show is about did it premiere post Super Bowl like, was the Super Bowl on NBC? On NBC that it would have been very smart. Very, very smart. Um, it's funny, though, because if you looked at the episodes, it goes, it's like 22, and then it goes 15, 13, Because 13. they had, it was like on, during the writer's strike, they had some issues. Mm, probably. Getting on the air. Yeah, and then it went to like direct TV. Yes. For the last season. Yeah. Um, My thing, I couldn't get over, and maybe this is like Southern football culture, but why Why does the news care about interviewing high schoolers? I mean, like, that's... I, d- I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's that's their whole town. So that that's where, yeah. too where there's like this comparison between Last Chance You. Like, Last Chance You was a junior college. Like, it's not even... It's not even D3. It's like the lowest of the low. And the entire town revolves around this junior college football team. And it's like very much the same thing for the high school. But you could – I loved those scenes where he was at the car dealership and everyone is just like, this is what I think you should do. This is what I think you should do. Blah, 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 blah. Like all of a sudden the coach is like – fuck this like can I go home like I don't want to be here like it's just so much pressure for like very little reward and and again like it's high school it's not like he's making like a million dollars coaching this team and just so much to lose 
Um, but I did. I really – I liked it. But, again, I was just like, yeah, this is 100% remember the Titans meets Varsity Blues. Yeah. Um, but also I enjoyed it. Yeah. Would watch more. I think I would watch more too because it's actually two of my friends, one of their favorite shows ever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're people that I wouldn't expect it from. Yeah. So I am intrigued to see like how the characters develop and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But based on the pilot, I probably wouldn't keep watching. Did you feel like the quarterback, so um, the guy who ultimately ends up getting hurt mm-hmm. and uh, Taylor Kitsch, Tim Riggins look too much alike? Like, there was, like, a similarity where I was, like, I know you have different hair, but, like, you're too close. Was into Smash. Liked him. (laughs) Was Was into all the teens. Oh, was into the very (laughs) low-rise. teen drama. Was very into the very low-rise 2006 jeans. Yeah. I was just, like, oh, yeah, this was the time. And this was the time where everyone was doing that tiny little bang. Like, everyone was, like, growing out their bangs. Mm -hmm. And everyone was was too into our straightener. Yeah, I was just, like, oh, yes, I know these girls yep. like I was one of these girls although at this point I was out of college but nonetheless I got it I appreciated it would watch more okay. we liked the 2000s yeah who but, knew so that means by next week we have to have a winner we have to lock it down I mean so really I think we we're just saying it's either like moonlighting or one of these shows or one of these shows <laughs> yeah. because I don't know from the t- from the 90s I feel kind of bad a, about the West. An Wings, overall but I bummer. Don't. Kind of an overall what? The nineties. The nineties. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Interesting though, when we were looking for these shows, I'd forgotten how much reality there was. Yeah. It was And I realized hard. I wanted to watch a lot of them. Like Six Feet Under was another one mm-hmm. we considered. Weeds. Pushing Daisies. A yeah. lot of like gloomy shows in the two thousands. Real gloomy. Yeah. Because we had like this heightened crazy reality and then gloomy dramas. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a if we if we were, like, go, to go back to school and, like, get our Ph.D. in TV, yeah. like, I wonder if that's, like, post 9-11. Yeah, and we're, like, reacting. Yeah, if people are just like, ugh. Like, the world was so great and sunny and blah, and now it's like, ugh. And now it sucks, but we still need to laugh. We still need to <laughs> laugh. Yeah, it, it was a lot of gloomy dramas. But also, again, the rise of sort of Showtime, stars. I mean, HBO had been, obviously, with The Sopranos, had been, like, crushing it for a while. But now it's, like... Now you get AMC in the mix. Like, there's just mm-hmm. interesting things. And, like, we didn't choose, you know, Mad Men because I had watched. Yeah. I've seen all And that's, of it. like, tail end of the 2000s, of the 2000s almost 2000s. feels like a different decade. For sure. Yeah, it's like this mid early to mid-2000s is a very like different Like, Malcolm time. in the Middle kind of feels more 90s, 90s. at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those transitional periods. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, I think we're going to have to talk amongst ourselves and figure out. It's weird because I, like, I'm going to watch Friday Night Lights, like, period, but I think I might have enjoyed Dexter the most. That's crazy. Isn't that I'm crazy? I'm so surprised. Isn't it? Yeah. Because I was, honestly, was kind of bored for a lot of Friday Night Lights, and then the yeah. last, probably, the first 15 minutes I was a little, like, Yeah, I, I think care. the documentary style with so many, like, weird zoom-in it shots, it just made my brain shut down. Me too. Like, I didn't even want to try to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did also like seeing... Uh, Kristen Dunst's husband, whose name I can't remember. Um, yes, I, I was like, about. oh, he's been in so many things because he was in Friday Night Lights, he was in Breaking Bad, he was in Fargo. Like, wow, man, is crushing it. Oh. Okay, so if you listening have a preference of what we cover, let us know. Please let us know. Please, because we're not very good at making decisions. <laughs> we're just we could talk about all of it, but we need to focus. Yeah. 
So send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com. Leave us a little note on social media. Or leave us a review. That's always fun too. Yep. All those things. So until next week. Bye. Bye.